So typically you'll have a sensor setup where you'll have some way of sensing the world. That that's then passed into an autopilot. That autopilot takes that information and builds the best picture of the world that it can. So it'll be using information, for example, from a magnetometer to give a heading, or from a GPS unit to give you um, a global position, or from accelerometers to give you acceleration in various different directions. It takes all that information and puts it together to give a rough picture of how the aircraft's moving at that time. That means you can then make um, then take um, decisions based on how you want to control the aircraft based on that information. So this is this is our massive octocopter aircraft. Um, so this is all flying weight at the moment of this is around about 10 kilograms, uh, but it will actually fly up to about 15 uh, kilos. So it can carry can carry a really heavy payload. Um, it started life as kind of a standard octocopter. Um, so it's got an autopilot system on here that lets you fly it around using one of these controllers, just flying it around manually like most people would do. Um, but we've actually decided that it's quite difficult to do that. Um, so what we've done is we've added a laser scanner onto the front of it and then actually attached some additional computers onto the bottom. And what this lets us do is this lets us do some really advanced control um, systems with it, meaning that instead of just flying it around manually, so instead of just having to fly up near a wall um, with manual control, which when you're standing quite far away can be very difficult and challenging to do, um, the laser actually constantly tells the autopilot how close it is to the wall and lets the autopilot automatically um, choose to, to stay a fixed distance from the wall. So it makes the pilot workload really, really low in comparison to what it would otherwise be um, and allows you to use systems like we have on the front here, which is a little camera system, to actually then go up and inspect things really closely without risking the aircraft. Um, and this is particularly useful if you're flying outdoors in, in what sorts of windy conditions and all sorts of things like that. There's already a lot of people who are using these drones um, for doing things like structural inspection. Uh, so flying really close into buildings uh, and getting really good sort of zoomed in views because it's much safer and much easier and more convenient to do it with a drone than, for example, put up a load of scaffolding or have people abseil down a bridge or something like that. Um, but the people flying those, those drones um, can find it quite hard work because in, in windy conditions and in that sort of uh, environment it can be really difficult to fly these things close in to get the sort of images that the surveyor then needs to actually um, make decisions about the structural integrity of the, of the structure. So by adding these kind of additional sensors and additional algorithms and, and uh, routines it allows us to sort of use these systems much more easily um, in, and also in much more adverse weather conditions where a human pilot simply wouldn't be good enough because a human pilot has to watch the aircraft and wait for it to move, so from a gust of wind or whatever, and then see that and then respond and then react. Whereas by using this system, before the pilots even notice something's gone wrong, the aircraft's already corrected and, and stopped the aircraft getting too close to the structure.